welcome to episode 27 of Fitness Unfiltered. I'm Jocelyn Thompson-Rule and today I speak with the amazing Kaya Cansfield. Now, Kaya's a busy woman. She is a master instructor at Cycle. She's a Nike training ambassador, a DJ at Nike Town London, and has her own radio show on Frontline Radio. So I actually think she doesn't sleep, but she tells me otherwise. Now, this episode is one of those episodes, and there's there's only been one other in the past, where I found myself opening up way more than I had intended to before pressing record, which is really just testament to to how wonderful Kaya is and that I felt so comfortable sharing things with her. So we talk about how she got into the fitness industry in the first place, her battle with anorexia for four years, how she handles a career as a DJ, career in the fitness industry, a career as a life coach. I didn't mention that as, as part of the intro, sorry. So she's also a life coach on top of that. But her 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 life experiences and she's had some pretty big transitions through her life also led her to the, the life coaching element. We talk about the fitness industry and the change that, that needs to take place within that. Also dealing with the global pandemic that we're in right now. And finally, how she stays grounded, what her practices are. This this is the bit that got me opening up. <laughs> so what her practices are and just how she stays positive during a time where it's hard to feel good and hopeful all the time. So I hope you enjoy the show. I hope when I listen back to it, I'm not like, oh no, but I'm not going to edit anything out because I think it's all useful. So I hope you enjoy the show. Let me know what you think as ever. If you do enjoy it, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. And that's all for now. Kaya, welcome to the show. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm really, really well and very, very grateful right now. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm really good. I'm really good. We are now week five million and ten of <laughs> lockdown. I was going to say, I actually don't know what week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone, stop counting now. I actually don't know. Do you know what week we're in? Week. Can you imagine it was 101 days. So 100, okay. It's about 102 days now. 102 days. Okay, what? so 102 days into lockdown. That's nearly a third of the year. That is so, so crazy. Mad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, who knew? Anyway, here we are. Kaya, for whoever does not know who you are, please introduce yourself. So my name is Kaya and I am, here we go. <laughs> can't believe we've got time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, my pretty much full-time thing is I'm a master and a ride instructor at Cycle London, the booty fitness studio. That's my full-time, pretty much full-time-ish job. And then I'm also a Nike training ambassador, which is mm-hmm. a dream come true. Yeah. And then a DJ at Nike as well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Nike all over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I DJ at Nike Town and Oxford Circus, and I did also DJ just, you know, like nights out. And I've got my own radio show on a radio station called Frontline Radio, and a life coach, and also run retreats as part of my life coaching. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you don't sleep? Is that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> my God. Okay. Yeah. 
so what came first? Like, mm. yeah, how do yeah. you do all the things? <laughs> that flash timing wise, because I'm thinking DJing, mm. training people, they're kind of like training people is early morning, DJing is late night. Tell me how it all started anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'll start from the top. Luckily, we have time. <laughs> but I'll try to keep it short. Yeah, so I. I Gosh, I've been uh, a master instructor now for, for, I've been in the fitness industry for five years. I'd say my fitness fitness industry is, is where I live, majority. And I've been doing that for five years. And how I got into that was I was actually, before fitness, I was working in PR. Um, I actually mm-hmm. went to uni and did journalism and then I got into PR. But at the time I was working for really I was working for Rimmel it was like you know my dream job but I was going through a lot quite personally I was suffering at time from anorexia and that was going on for a little while probably about four years and I was you know obviously going to the gym and you know trying to say what I thought sort of healthy and I found cycle which opened up literally round the corner from my office they were giving out free credits and I was just like you know obviously a fitness class let me try it so I I went and I can't really explain Joss like I, I went to the class and I just sort of lost myself it's in a dark room anyone's been to cycle will know but it's basically spin class 45 minutes music is loud it's like you're in the club loud music mm-hmm. crazy lights and just like really euphoric and I walked in I, I went and I obviously didn't know what, the, what I was doing but I walked out and was like wow and I felt something I hadn't felt in exercise before you know I was going to the gym before kind of just with the purpose of burning calories as such to be honest um, and saying you know whatever healthy but this was moving in such a different way which was like pure empowerment and pure like freedom and Mm. I basically got addicted I honestly like burnt a hole in my bank account so bad but (laughs) it was like for my sanity and I I really relied on going there sort of like four or five times a week at some points and that, that was quite a lot but it just gave me this sense of power that I was lacking in my life and gave me a sense of control gave me a yeah. sense of just pure yeah empowerment and so I was going and going and going and and I eventually I'm, I'm such a like intuitive person like I really try and trust my intuition I really love to go for things I, I really believe in just going for what you want and you know there's no boundaries and I, I just thought I've got to get more involved with this place like I became part of the community I knew the instructors I felt really at home every time I walked in and so I emailed the CEO and I was like hey you know obviously I know you know me and I just would love to see how I could get more involved with with cycle I'm you know as you know I'm addicted blah blah and she was like of course like you know what about if you audition to become an instructor? And in my head, I was like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, I was like, but I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really like, no, I was like, that sounds amazing. So I was like, okay. Mm. And they were such a baby company at the time. Like they only been, they only been over the year at this point. And so went to audition and I, I just, honestly, the kind of, I just, I got up on the podium. I did one track, which I just sort of went off the whim for what mm. I, done in class and I can't explain it but it was like the beginning of the rest of my life I got up and I just didn't know what I was doing but I got up and was like oh this is this is I feel like I just stepped in to my purpose and I got onto the training program and at the time I was still ill though at the time I was still anorexic and I was still very unwell but what happened through the training program was that because this place gave me this light and this empowerment and this sense of 
pure, you know, yeah, empowerment, I stepped into my purpose and was like, this place gave me this. And this is why I need to give this back to others who are also going to step in this space, because I'm sure I'm not going to be the only person that's in my situation that's this is going to happen to. And I, I, I felt this sense of my story is now my legacy and why I do what I do. So I got on the training program and I was training and training and I actually recovered from anorexia whilst I was training because yeah, it was like the focus of me not feeling like enough in myself was not a focus anymore. Mm. It sort of fell away. And the focus Mm. was now me helping people to come out of the other side. Like I was, if that makes sense. So my pain didn't matter anymore because I was like, well, my pain is now to heal, help heal. So it was like, I just, I just recovered. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, it was it was pretty powerful. And then I, I made it through and then I was doing my PR job. Um, obviously, it was quite a long transition to, to train and, and to heal, but I came out of it. And then I was working my PR job and teaching at the same time for like a few months. So oh, like I was going to yeah. teach in the morning, <laughs> like 7 oh. a.m. And then I went to go and do my job nine to five. Um, and I don't know how I did yeah. it for so many months. But then again, it came to a point where I was like, I was going to teach when I was like on top of the world euphoria like fully fully like felt like I was where I was meant to be and I was going to PR job which was great but you know when you're like there's a discrepancy and like I feel like I need to take this full time so I trained to become a personal trainer so I could support myself as well as teach and then I just basically I just left my job and then went into fitness full time and basically the rest is history (laughs) wow 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 and that process you know healed you and it healed you whilst you were in process of thinking how you could heal others. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that's such a, you know, you saw enough light when there were, I guess, you know, elements of darkness within you to go, actually, I need to reach towards not only the light that I can see, but the light that I can offer to others. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty deep, Kai. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 I know when I talk about it, because at the time you don't really realize when you're going through stuff like this. So I mm. really, only when I look back at it and talk about it, I'm like, you can really go, yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah. I remember my my CEO actually, like when we, you know, a couple years into teaching, she was like, do you know, Kaya, like there was a point in the training program where I was actually going to turn around to you and say, I'm not going to put you through any further because you don't look healthy. And in my head, I was like, wow, like if I hadn't made that, deep determination to make it and to literally sort myself out so I could go and help others I wouldn't have made it and that actually even saying that really kind of makes me go my god you wouldn't even be where you are now if you didn't if you didn't transform it so yeah yeah yeah, it's crazy and that's that's great that they said that to you because that's what I was thinking you know when you were saying that whilst you were training you were still going through it Mm. and in my head I was like oh well you know yeah, I would have said the same, I think, or, you know, maybe even, you know, before, but then in my head, I'm like, well, maybe I would have, you know, spoken to you about it beforehand, but actually that probably wouldn't have been the thing that would have helped you Mm. because actually it was going through the process. That was the thing that got that fire for you to do it. And so then the thought of that being stopped was then the thing that, that, you know, moved you forward so um wow what what an incredible journey and I'm I'm sure you're incredibly grateful for that CEO taking you aside and saying look this is so grateful 
so mm-hmm. grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really the light bulb moment. So yeah, yeah. she was well. With, you know, it's like as you said, it she was. You know, to be an instructor and a coach, you are really setting an example, and you're leading people to move their body. It's very, very intimate space, a very sort of emotional space, and very yeah. vulnerable. And you have to be in a position of of strength and power and, and empowerment in yourself to do that. And yeah, so I never held that against her. I was like, "You got it. You got you. This is now or never," sort of thing. And it just wasn't an option to go the other way. So yeah, yeah. And when you think of you then and you think of you now, mm. what are the differences in terms of how you think? It's actually bizarre you ask that question because I, I feel like I feel way more pressure now than I did then. And that sounds okay. bizarre. I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe because I've been in it for a long time now. I don't know. But all I remember back then was just like, you know, when you just have your eye on the prize, like I just, yeah. I was, I was absolutely tunnel vision, just like, I yeah. just was like, I felt it so deep. I was like, this is literally where I'm meant to be. And I mm. was so, nothing could stop me. Like I had to tread, yeah. there was training days for, for the program and the training, the training program was brutal. And I, I had to like take holiday off from my full-time job like they nearly were sort of like going to give me disciplinary because I was like leaving work and oh god yeah it was it was a bit awkward but I I just made it happen like and mm. not that I'm not that that now but when you've been something in something a long time you do kind of find your feet and I don't know it's crazy uh, I just yeah, yeah I, I feel probably a bit more pressure to be like what else am I doing I'm always like that as well I'm like what else am I doing how else am I mm. you know being better how else am I kind of mm. keeping that fire within because I do feel like it's really important to have that fire in your belly you know mm. so I think mm. yeah but also I guess that was such a huge transition mm. you know that it may be that other you know things that drive you or whatever may not be as you know big as that in terms of like the change that you went mm. through but I, you know, when you're, when you're saying whether well, there's actually a bit more pressure now, because, you know, are you comparing it to, well, wow, that was such a huge transition then what's next now? Exactly. And in fact, that might have been your big, big, big transition mm. to allow you to do all of the other things, which are, you know, not as all encompassing yeah. in terms of the journey that you took there, but nevertheless, you know, still absolutely valid in terms of again you know the light that you're creating for others and the and the path that you're creating for yourself so mm. yeah it's just it's just interesting isn't it how yeah you know the different pieces of life come together and so tell me so then what came we've also got DJing we've also got um <laughs> life coach where yeah. did we squeeze that in Kaya yeah. in the pool classes or <laughs> yeah so I went into after that I, I took fitness full time I became a PT and I did that and I you know I just I kept going with cycle I officially I, I kind of got myself to master instructor and then I got to a place where I was training the other instructors so that really became my wow. full-time thing yeah that was like and what was it in what space of time did you do that in a year sweet Jesus really? <laughs> oh my god yeah I was worked my ass off honestly yeah I was like I mind to something she literally oh wow okay yeah it was quick and and cycle grew very quick like you know I feel like I stepped into the boutique fitness industry at the time where it really was 
just like really start it was very new very fresh and it was like there was nothing really like cycle and it, it grew so big on such a quick a quick scale so they were yeah. you know requiring people to come through and recruiting and training people and then the company grew and more studios etc so I, I we got there quickly um so I did that for about three years yeah you know train the instructors but then what happened was is I definitely ran myself into the ground because I was going so much and obviously as you know those classes are really high intense it's cardio like I was doing like 13 times a week which is really really like not particularly good for you to be honest and you know really strainful of my voice and my body anyway Mm. it came Mm. to a point where I actually injured myself and I I my vocal cords were really, really in a bad place, and I actually had to have surgery. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so I went for surgery. I was off for like, I ended up being off for like eight months because it took me a while to recover. And then I went through another transformation. But at that time, again, I reevaluated my life and I was like, what am I doing? Where am I going? And at that time, I realized that I can't have all my eggs in one basket. And, and that actually, yeah. I need to branch out. And I really do believe in not just having everything in one basket. I, I believe yeah. in having so many strings. So I looked into music, which is another huge passion of mine. Like I am, you know, obviously, you know, I just, with Cycle, we create playlists and we have to move to the rhythm of the music. And it's what we build all of our everything off. The whole class is built around the music and the journey of it and how emotive it is. And then when you push and then when you kind of recover. And so I was already in that. And my dad's a musician as well. So music's always been very, very big. And I I thought, oh, I always loved the idea of DJing. Always loved the idea of it. So I took a course and was like, cool. And then basically <laughs> took a course and was like, let me practice. And a year later, And then I was like, my dream is to be Nike. And I was like, well, let's go for it. And then <laughs> honestly, it's crazy. Um, so I do that. And, and because I DJ, well, don't we, I DJ at Nike Town in Oxford Circus. And that's like daytime. Yeah. So it doesn't really clash too much, to be honest, because I teach and then I can go and do that four hours. So it actually works really well. Yeah. And then life coaching sort of came in between all of that because in my classes, I'm really known as like a bit of a preacher. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you're not just coming for the physical workout. You're coming because I talk quite a lot about mindset and I'm very, very big on emotional and spiritual and and mental wellbeing. And I, you know, Mm. I I see my classes around something that's going on in my life. So I can talk quite authentically from it. And I base it off, you know, mindfulness and, bringing some sort of element of of motivation in that respect so yeah and and that just made me realize okay well if I'm sort of life coaching while I teach I'm sure I could do this sort of one-to-one squeeze that in somewhere (laughs) well being a freelancer you're like well I mean you know on a Tuesday I'll just (laughs) yeah um I don't have many clients though I only have like literally a handful but it's something else that I do that that I really sort of Again, it feels like it's very connected to my purpose of self-empowerment and, you know, being true to yourself and, and living in your power. So I do that as well. Amazing. And then created retreats on the back of that. So, yeah, that's basically where it all <laughs> So then you said when you were recovering um, for eight months, you went through another journey on yeah. that. Was that then you know thinking about the life coaching element or yeah it was, well. or... yeah it was as well yeah okay. yeah it just really um it was a real big hit actually that the surgery and I'm sure you can sort of relate to this like when you're a freelancer you don't work you don't get paid and if you're yeah. injured it's yeah it can be a really hard time and I really mm. 
I was riding this bubble of spinning and, you know, and shouting my head off 13 times a week and not really taking care of myself. And to be honest, Joss, like, you know, I came into this and I obviously know about the importance of like mobility, stretching, strength training and like Mm. complementing all of that. But I didn't learn the importance of self-care and rest. Didn't learn that. Yeah. And I totally ran myself into the ground. And, you know, I love that saying that if you're not going to listen to the signs then you're going to be stopped. And I definitely was stopped in my tracks. And so losing your voice is also quite a big thing. It's like, you know, everything that you are. And I I was silent for like a month. Oh. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) How does that work? How do you do that? (laughs) Yeah, it was so hard, but actually probably one of the most profound times of my whole life. Yeah, I bet. So, I mean, were you out and about or you were at home resting? Yeah. Yeah. So my recovery, I wasn't able to exercise for a month either because the strength, so like strength training, unknowingly, you really put a lot of pressure on your, on your throat and your vocal cords when you like lift heavy weights and and that kind of stuff. So I wasn't able to do that and exert. And obviously as you're doing cardio, like heavy breathing is like really can cause. And what I had, the vocals are so delicate and what they've done is they really, Mm. I had, they had to, I had a polyp on one of them and a nodule on the other so they had to sort of laser that off sorry for the detail (laughs) all good Um, all good so that was very very delicate and needed time to heal so I had to be silent I couldn't exercise so I was stripped of everything that I knew to be honest Mm. a bit like lockdown Mm. really (laughs) Um, yeah and then yeah so I just I honestly I communicated you know Danielle actually as well yeah she was yeah. Um, my boyfriend at the time sister she's uh, my boyfriend at the time sister she used to come yeah. around and see me and I was like literally communicating to her via a whiteboard oh wow <laughs> um, wow. I had to write on a whiteboard then I also had this like Stephen Hawkins kind of app which I type and then it would say something for me oh my god that's so good <laughs> um and yeah and, like when I got deliveries and so when I had to go to the shop like I was allowed out for walks and stuff but like it's so funny mm. how people treat you when you say you can't speak they kind of act yeah. like you can't hear either so I was like I, I can't I can, I can <laughs> hear you yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was profound maybe looking wow oh, yeah wow, wow yeah I can imagine like it's just a well it's one of your you know major senses isn't it and it's it's your your form of of expression yeah one of your forms of expression let's just talk a little bit about the self-care piece because Mm. you know you kind of doing all of those classes you know running around Mm. minding everybody else is such a common thing and you know you're not taught that Mm -mm. at any stage to okay you're giving so much in this job you're also receiving a lot yeah. In terms of other people's energy, other people's stresses, you know, all of that. You're also working around everybody else's schedule, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously you were in that, you know, nine to five before where you, yeah. you could perhaps do stuff in the Well, I mean, you did do stuff in the morning, even you were, t- you, you were doing more work. But, <laughs> you know, that you kind of, you're not the priority. It's often your clients are and your your work is. And then you give yourself physically and you take on their emotion as you're trying to elevate their you know absolutely emotion as well at the same time Mm -hmm. and I feel like and you know gosh let's see how everything 
is, and I'm not going to say, you know, a time, but let's see how everything is in, in six months time, mm. in a year's time, as we all slowed down, yeah. you know, for the most part, what that looks like on the other side. Because I know I've definitely spoken to some people mm-hmm. who are just like, I'm just not going to do what I was doing anymore. You know, I did full-time yeah. PT for 12 years. And I remember when I had Bjorn, who's five now, mm. I was like, this is my out. This is my out from working around everybody else's schedule. And at that time, I, you know, I knew trainers who would do like these shorter days, yeah. but I just never did it myself. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's such a, you know, for you, it meant that you were actually off work for eight months. And as you say, if you're not getting paid, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. And yeah. so that in itself is, you know, stressful. But I just feel like that, you know, that whole self-care piece, which I know that word is like, you know, yeah, everywhere, but it really does matter. And actually it was, you know, somebody said that to me, you know, a while back, maybe about a month ago. And I think you may know this, but my dad passed, you know, a couple of months ago. And, uh, you know, somebody said to me, what are you doing for your self-care today? (laughs) And I just burst into tears because I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You know, so I just, it's such a big thing. Um, It's it's such an important thing. It's huge. And said you're not taught it. This is the thing. It's a very deep sort of, if you really get into it, it's kind of quite a deep conditioning in terms of, especially Mm. as British people, I feel like we're very, very, you know, it's kind of seen as selfish in some respect, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and it's a real taboo thing, you know, to take care of oneself is like, oh, but wouldn't you do that for others first? And it, it, we have to mm. kind of unlearn all that as we go. And, mm. and and that's why I kind of went on to mentoring instructors and I still do actually now. Um, and you yeah. do your mentoring as well, which is amazing. And you, you oh. touch on it because it is really important, you know, when you are first coming into this industry of, you know, helping others, and being of service Mm. and being a teacher as you said you are taking on you know if you're group fitness up to 50 people at a time and if you're teaching three classes a day that's 150 people like that is a lot of energy you're taking on and also trying to give and if you're not taught that of course you're going to burn out and this is Mm. this self-care I know I also know what you're saying about that word like it's it's like Mm. I was actually said this on a post the other day like it's like that self-love word I feel like mainstream media and like social media's kind of put self-care and it's this it's really I don't know it feels so far away sometimes and it's like self-care seems like oh just have a bath one day but it's so much deeper than that you know Um, rewriting the script of that and making and letting us know that this is absolutely fundamental because if you don't do this you're not able to actually show up fully for your people and for your job and for yourself and as a freelancer you are your job and you are you're your boss you are your business Mm. and if Mm. your self-care and your your you know is not on point you're going to end up injuring and going to be without. And, you know, as it goes, if you are part of a company, there's only a certain level of responsibility they have over you because you are a freelancer. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's, mm. it's, it's yeah. a big thing, man, such a big yeah. thing. And also, you know, you were saying previously about not having all of your eggs in one basket. Mm. And, you know, obviously you went to cycle sort of like, as you know, the boutique fitness was, mm. you know, really kind of, getting you know some wounds underneath it Mm. and then obviously global crisis hits (laughs) you know gyms are locked down and 
everyone was put to a standstill. Yeah. Literally. Literally. So what was your experience of that? What are your thoughts on it? Mm. What do you feel the industry looks and feels like at the moment? Has it changed from when lockdown, you know, started? Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's, it's actually wild when you really, really deep it. Like the world has completely and utterly changed from what we once knew. And some part of me doesn't think it's going to go back to what we knew of as normal for perhaps it, forever or maybe for a long time. I'm not sure. Maybe that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big optimist, but something within me is kind of like, this is, we have to adapt and things do change and yeah. um, we've got to move forward. So, um, and I think yeah. the fitness industry in that respect is, is going to be totally different, which is, is sad to say, mm-hmm. you know, we've been thinking, you know, in quite close contact with cycle and, They've been pushed into a place where we have to be taking things online now, which is really amazing. Like, you know, there is actually, there's so much positive in struggle. Like there is so much to be taken from a struggle. And, you know, had this not happened, we wouldn't be pushing this space and we wouldn't be expanding and we wouldn't be hitting more people. Like, you know, we're teaching on IGTV Mm. and IG Live and we're hitting people all over the world, which is absolutely incredible. And the fact that trainers like yourself and really world-class trainers are now getting access to like all different countries, that is unreal. Like that is unreal. So in that respect, you know, I I think absolutely online is where we're going. And I think Mm. majority of things are going to be online now because of social distancing and not just government guidelines, but also I don't think people are going to feel very comfortable for a long time to go into a room with 25 plus people because of what's happening. Um, So the option has to be there for them too, because health is wealth, man. Like, and we still got to push, we still got to serve in that respect because the only, you know, this is another thing I realized at this period as well is like your health is absolutely your wealth. And Mm. as we do move into this period, this time of like staying at home more and potentially being more sedentary and, you know, like moving and fitness is such a key role into this new sort of world that we're going into. So I think, yeah, online and being creative as well. And actually the other thing I think has just come to me is that finding the fun in fitness again is really important. Like kind of stripping it back almost because yeah. the motivation at home, I don't know about you, but like I struggle. <laughs> oh my gosh, I struggle. Like I've got a bike, thankfully, but even doing that in my living room sometimes, I'm like, yo, I I, I just miss the studio with the lights. Yeah. I miss, you know, for me and my brain, I have to take myself away my brain works going to different places to do different things. Like that's just, yeah. And so the idea of like, I sleep in my house, I eat in my house, I chill in my house, I watch Netflix in my house. Yeah. And then I go to gym in my house is like just discombobulating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Doing all the things in yeah. one place. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like for me, particularly finding the fun back in fitness is, is important as we move through this time. So I, I think that answers your question. Yeah. I think that's where yeah. we're sort of heading. Yeah. So it's been quite the few months. What did you say? It was 100 and, 101 days. I generally can't believe that. <laughs> it's mad. It's literally going to be like, I just, you know, I think I wrote a post yesterday it was, and it was around the idea of, you know, I remember when, when you know, lockdown was just mentioned, which was in March. Hello, we're in July. And somebody mentioned to me, like another parent mentioned to me, yeah, I think maybe the kids aren't going back till September. And I was like, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> like, 
surely it's just two weeks before this all blows over and it's just I mean it's how is that isn't it yeah I I can't even imagine how it's been for you because you've been home homeschooling I guess right well I mean I'd use that term very loosely (laughs) no mate you're a superwoman I'm sure you've been here the panic before he has like so he has he's actually to be fair the last three weeks he's been in Monday and Tuesday because he's in he's in reception so reception in year one have kind of gone back in schools so he's been in on Monday and a Tuesday and then he's got one more week of that this coming week okay but outside of that it didn't happen straight away but they started having kind of zoom calls with their teacher just on a Monday oh. and a Wednesday and a Friday and it's super short because you know they're fired their attention span is like nothing yeah um, always on a Friday it's show and tell and they've got their class at 9.45. And at about 9 o'clock, I'm there thinking, finding what I can in the house. Let's make something for show and tell. <laughs> oh, my and God. Like, cut this, cut this. Put that tape on because his teacher will say, oh, did you make that? And he'll go, no, my mummy did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. That's now I get into some of the things. And then oh. he's like, yeah, no, I did it. But... <laughs> So, I mean, but we're kind of, you know, he's five. We're kind of not super strict on that. Where some yeah. of the other kids are like, fully, yeah. they've got schedules. And I'm kind yeah. of like, yeah, no. And, you know, to be honest, though, it's been such a blessing having the kids because I think that it would be, you know, a very different experience if it was, you know, just BJ and I kind of yeah. home by ourselves. I guess it's yeah. just there's just been so many different waves of so many things happening. And I know I really felt it amongst, you know, other people in the kind of last week, sort of week and a half, where there seems to be just a bit of like, everyone was absolutely fed up. We're still here. Yes. Like there's mild loosening, but it's it's the tiniest loosening. And still the end is just, it's just, absolutely unknown yeah and I I really got the sense kind of you know a week a week and a half ago that people were just properly like okay over it over it now but I have spent most Mondays on calls with a group of people across lots of different industries actually and that's been really interesting because it was it was set up by do you know you you will know beefy won't you yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, him um, and another guy chop and they set it up and so we've just been kind of you know having chats on on monday evenings for about an hour hour and a half two hours yeah Um, and it's really interesting to kind of hear because they set it up just to sort of see like how are different you know businesses doing during lockdown wow that's really interesting it's honestly it's been what it's done for me actually because you can you can get so caught up at what you know your portfolio is 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 way more diverse in terms of what you do so you are naturally by your work in different industries whereas whilst I do different things within fitness it's still all fitness yeah and you know the biggest thing I've learned from that is actually start to look outside you really? know fitness industry yeah. to learn more to still apply it to your work within fitness but seeing things through a different lens has been really 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 interesting you know specifically talking you know to people on that groups it's been that's amazing really, really cool. 
I'd love to know, like, if you don't mind me asking, what you think the industry is going to look like? Like, where do you... So I think at the beginning, there was a lot of panic, mm-hmm. quite rightly oh, so. Yes, yes. People's livelihood was being stripped away, like, with without, you know, kind of a hope. And so everything sort of went, or lots of things went online. Yes. And I have to say, do you know what? I saw this thing last night and it was hilarious. <sighs> It was somebody, and I can't now remember um, who it was, but some guy mimicking Joe Wicks, bless him, doing, you know, he's done done PE with Joe. How, like, you know, he's still flipping doing PE with Joe. You know, this guy who was kind of impersonating him was just like, God, I thought it was only going to be for three weeks. And here I am, still probably doing it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious and then it made me actually go on YouTube just to see I was like yeah you will have done a live today let me go and have a quick check so yeah. I went on and it was so funny because there he is like just love him just really still there just going hi yeah and then so this would have been Wednesday so it would have been yesterday that he recorded it yeah and he, and he he goes, oh, I hope everyone had a nice weekend. And he goes, oh, wait, hang on. What day is it? It's Tuesday. Sorry. Hope you're having a lovely week. So I thought, I was like, Joe has tuned out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like... Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, t- I totally hear you though. Like with the with the panic thing, man. And then like, yeah, still like 102 days on. Like, oh my god, I'm still doing. Yeah, I know. He's still here. Bless him. He's still there. Love him. But yes, yeah, so I think in the beginning that happened, and I remember thinking that you know, lots of people were doing lots of lots of things. Yes. And I felt like the people who were established doing similar things to what they were, you know, kind of starting to do as a as a result of of you know lockdown. Yeah, I thought they're gonna they're gonna be okay because they've got a bit of experience behind them that they're just gonna ride this wave, you know. Yeah, but I think it wasn't sort of until a month in where everybody just felt a little bit more settled and I know you know even within the mentorship there was one lady who was just like well this is it now it's 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 over and within literally two or three weeks she had turned stuff around I was just like wow amazing and so obviously so there was kind of panic at the start and then there was settling and then I think everybody you know was kind of in their flow of like right okay I can I can do this yeah for a period you know of time yeah and then actually what I think is you know amazing well obviously it's not amazing that it happened but then you know George Floyd died yeah and it forced everybody to look you know at their industries yeah at themselves at their friends at their family every you know yes what does that look like you know what does the fitness industry offer mm-hmm. to people of color, black people, brown people, you know, and that's a real eye opener because I know that, you know, I'm a, you know, spit and sawdust gym kind of girl, Yeah, you know, and I've always kind of trained in those kinds of of spaces, but I have definitely been to studios Mm -hmm. and it it was one place in particular and I I won't, uh, there's no need for me to mention it, but I remember just going in and this is bearing in mind now, like, you know, at that stage, I would have been 
you know, had it would have been a trainer for about 14 years. And I remember just looking around just being like, wow, oh, I don't this is like I, I don't feel that comfortable for, it was, and it's yeah. just because I didn't see anybody kind of else kind of that didn't look like this one type of yeah like it, it felt like it was a fashion show yeah and I was like we're here to work out people like but yeah and you know it's cool knock yourself out work out however which way you want but it was when I was thinking of that mm-hmm. and then obviously now you know in the past couple of months it's like yeah like no yeah and, so I think, I think that, you know, it's a, it's a really good thing that we are, you know, starting to look and go, right, okay, well, no, take a look around you. Actually, no. Yes. You know, and, you know, magazines, that's always been the case, hasn't it? Like the images in magazines are very specific. Yes. And they're not going to, you know, the, I even remember speaking with a friend of mine who become really good friends over um, Instagram. Mm. And uh, she lives in the States and she went to this weekend thing. And I was kind of, the the woman that ran it, and it was actually more of a, a business sort of mentorship type thing than a fitness thing. Yeah. And the woman who who runs it, I love, and I love watching her stuff. But when I watched the kind of like, you know, the previews of the year before yeah. and, you know, all of that, I was kind of like, or, or or the people that she sort of showed and I was like I just I just don't feel like mm. people <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like yeah. I would fit in. Yeah. And and then I, I spoke to my friend and she's been I was like, how was that? Like what was it like? I'm so intrigued to hear because like I say I love the woman who runs it, but it was just like, you know, the attendees, I was like, yeah, I just I, I'm not sure. Yeah. It was just like your thoughts were absolutely right, you know. Wow, yeah. It was just just not her not her vibe, you know. And that's the thing when you go in somewhere and you look around, you're like, Oh yeah, maybe wrong place for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's been really important, you know, for people to open their eyes and go, Okay, well, this does not look like Absolutely. It should. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what's been what's been your your feeling, your experience. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to everything you're saying. The boutique fitness industry, particularly, is, oh, it, it sits in a, it, it sort of goes into, it's quite expensive and it has a yeah. feel, it has a look, it has an energy and it, and it does, I mean, it really caters for a certain type of person and I 100% relate to what you're saying about you know students having to sort of look at that because I think that we have become a bit blinded Mm. to actually what the real is and to this idea that you know boutique fitness is should be you know expensive and it's quite privileged and you know and it's and actually like what is the message you're sending out because it's way deeper than you really realize and I really Mm you know as I said earlier there is lots of light to come out of darkness I always believe that and that and I think this is huge and white people in very very high positions in the boutique fitness street are waking up to Mm. their blindness and their lack of knowledge in in this area and I think that's amazing because it it makes way for change and finally you know, it is upsetting in the sense that it just always sometimes takes a travesty for these things to yeah, happen, well, you know. I mean, 
Yeah, that's the thing, isn't mm. it? Like it's, you know, and I was having a conversation with a friend today, like, you know, if nothing changes now, yeah, then I will have lost faith in yeah humanity you know it's yeah, kind of like what, what will it take yeah. um and I do feel like and for a long time like you know I rec I do not get me wrong I absolutely recognize that you know action needs to be taken yes on many levels but I am very much in my decision making sit back think mm. pause with you you know what does this look like and I'm just not a kind of fast mm. action taker I'm just not I could you know when I look back even even over you know my time in the fitness industry so I've been in it 17 years now yeah. there were chunks of time and I'm talking years where I was like I don't really know where I'm sitting I'm not sure you know, I'm just going to ride it out. I don't know. I'm not going to rush in, into anything. Mm. And often people would say, oh, you should do this. You should do that. And I'd always, you know, receive it, you know, and just say, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. I'll have a think about it. But I just know that for me personally, sometimes it can take a long time for me to take action and to and to, to see how that's going to take form. And so I think that there's a lot of you know, I feel like a lot of people feel pressure that they should be like, oh, right, okay, uh, da, 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 yeah. uh, I'm going to do yeah. all these things. And, and I guess I want to say, look, you don't need to rush out and do all the things. Yes. You need to really sit with it. If, I mean, I mean, that's the kind of person that I am. Yeah. But, you know, if in, you know, six months time, a year's time or two years time, nothing has changed yeah. for you or, you know, your processes or how you do things or how you view things, then, you know, maybe that's not great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, you know, there's a, a feeling of pressure, I think. And with something that has the potential to have such huge change, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to take sort of like, you know, considered action around it. But, you know, again, on the, on the, on the call that I was on, on Monday, one of the questions was, you know, what are you going to, you know, take from, this time Mm. and you know for me there have been you know three layers to it there's been you know corona crisis there's been you know my father died as a a result of that and you know the anti-racist movement has been absolutely brought to the you know forefront of the news and 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 people's awareness and you know when we're kind of asked you know the question on the call you know, I was kind of like, I can't say definitively what that looks like for me in a year or two, but I know for myself, there has been a shift, a huge shift. And that is, it's in me. It's not, you know, something I think will be a nice idea. It's like, you know, something has changed. And, you know, and again, I said, I don't know, I don't know what that looks like in, you know, a year or two, but it's just, you know, in many ways, like, what a time to be alive. And at yeah. the same time, it's just been so, like, <gasps> overwhelming mm. and so much and so intense. Like, I, I was texting my friend the other day and I said to her, like I said, it feels like we've lived five years in four weeks, you know. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> it's that, that level of intensity. But, you know, similarly to... heard something or you know I guess we're seeing it you know this same thing a lot but to have to learn about racism rather than to 
experience it is a privilege. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I absolutely, you know, recognize my own privilege, you know, yeah. within that. So, yes, I'm, I'm excited for the change. I'm very much a step-by-step, take 10 breaths in between. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I never yeah. walked that way. Yeah. I was, uh, listen, I was running around like a mad woman as well, yeah. you know, for, for years. But I think, yeah, I, I almost think sort of kind of being around for that long within the same industry has kind of forced me to to slow down. And much like, you know, yeah. your experience, again, you know, having all of the eggs in, in one basket, mm. I just think that's such a smart move. And, and particularly now, I guess the conversation is going to be like, you know, can you, you know, Corona proof your, your business? Yeah, yeah. And what what used to be like a, a kind of like a, a thing that you'd hear of your, you know, your your grandparents say of, yeah. you know, like, oh, save for a rainy day. Like the rainy day is here. Yes. It didn't save, potentially not. Yes. Okay, now what? Absolutely. And, and so, you know, I, I feel like that will be, you know, at the back of, of everyone's minds moving forward. So totally. hopefully God knows when it's going to be. And, you know, I know that there are definitely some bleak times ahead as well. Not even some bleak times. There will be bleak times ahead. Yeah. Um, but, you know, much like yourself, I try and take a a positive spin on anything that's happening. I think is it – I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Is it a roomy quote of, you know, where you – the wound is where the light comes in. I'm oh, not sure. I don't know. I don't know it, but it probably is though. But yeah, I yeah, relate. With, the, with who I'm saying it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, as you say, like it takes, you know, some serious things to happen in, in order for change to happen. So I am, I am hopeful. And then, then to finish, what do you do now? So obviously, it's fair to say you've had, you know, points in your life where you've had to work through a lot of pain. On the other side of that now, yeah. what do you do when you're feeling like, ugh, like, do you have a practice? Do you have like a, a routine? What do you do when you're kind of like, right, not feeling great? What do I do? Or do you have some sort of daily practice that, mm. that kind of supports that when it comes along? Yeah, I do. I have a number of, well, a number of things, but I guess the, the thing that really comes to mind is um, I chant. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so I, I, I'm i a Nichiren Buddhist okay. and it's it's a form of Buddhism, but it's, it's I want to say, I want to just like a disclaimer, I would like to think of it as not really much of as a religion as such. It's not very, it's, the philosophy of it is based on, you know, doing your own human revolution as such, which is basically, yeah. So, um, facing your stuff and transforming your karma and transforming, you know, your, your darkness into light. That's pretty much what the philosophy is in like a a very, very like nutshell. Wow. And yeah. And it's, and it, it really is a practice. I I don't say that I'm religious. It's my practice. And we chant the mantra. It's, 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 called Daimoku and it's Nam Horenge Cure, which basically means okay. again in a nutshell, um I devote myself to the power to the, the law of cause and effect, which is essentially the universe, through sound vibration. Yeah. And when you say the universe, it's like the universe is, is is inside you, like you are the universe, right? So when you chant, it's like you're chanting to yourself and to to bring up the stuff and to face it and to do your own, you know, 
transformation and, and evolve and, and to and we believe that everyone has you know a Buddha nature we believe yeah. everyone has that sort of you know path to enlightenment and to you know freedom and spirituality and higher self so yeah basically like very nutshell that is my go-to thing so I chant every morning I try to do an hour if I can but obviously some days I can't wow. um, and you just wow. continuously chant it over and over again and it's it's like a form of meditation and and that for me is and when I chant it's again chanting and to ground myself into where I'm at and to it's a reminder that you know I'm control of my life and I am a, a product of of myself and I and yeah so it's, it's kind of like a responsibility for yourself so every time I do that in the morning I'm like good to go and I do a bit of journaling as well just to get anything I need to get out and then if I want to meditate extra I'll do that but I would say those are my go-to that's my chanting yeah. is my go-to thing and it's funny because I <laughs> I, I went to, I had to go somewhere um last week I, I went to get well I went to get my eyebrows did and uh <laughs> and I woke it was meant to be there at like 10 o'clock and I woke up at like quarter past nine and I was like oh my god I need to like leave and I didn't have time to chart in the morning and I had to drive there and mm. I honestly Joss like I was literally in the car and I was like almost shaking I was like oh my god I feel wow. so like I felt I felt so like ungrounded not calm yeah. anxious yeah. disconnected yeah. what am I doing and I just noticed the difference I just noticed the difference yeah. totally like I chant and I'm like good to go and I'm in myself I'm in my body I'm in my soul I'm in my headspace I'm calm I'm grounded I'm back on the earth and I'm ready to to just wow. be me so yeah that's what I would yeah that's mine <laughs> amazing oh, I love that <laughs> see how can I become one of these Buddhists <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Like, when did you get into it? Yeah, so um, my parents have been practicing ever since I was born. Oh, wow. So it's, okay. it's been in, like, my, literally my, my sister does it, my mum does it, my dad does it, like, it's, and my auntie okay. does it. It's just been in my life. But my mum believes in it so much that she kind of used to try and force it upon me. Like, she used to be like, chant, chant. And I'd be like, mm, like, <laughs> and I, I came the rebe- I became the rebellious daughter, like teenager, and was yeah. like, no, and, and, and for literally, Joss, like, and I was like, don't even talk to me about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Like, I really did because I just like don't. This is your thing, and I get it. I understand, but like, yeah. don't force it upon me. And I don't. I don't like that. You know, everyone's in their own sort of person. So, yeah. like, for a lot of. A, majority of my life and then it's funny I found it during my silence I'm losing my voice yeah um, which wow. is quite profound I, I just yeah I looked within and I just you know I meditated but that wasn't enough and I reached out to my dad because I'm very very close to my dad and I with you know mm. I asked him about it and he kind of guided me and then I started it and then I found it with like my new voice as such which is quite crazy yeah so I, I found it sort of like only two years ago but like honestly it's, wow. it's just it's the base of my whole life it's really that's transformative amazing. yeah yeah that's amazing because you do I mean you you talk a lot around I guess creating your own path I mean are mm. you a a vision board or a <laughs> manifestor like let's get into the details <laughs> you know at this Buddhist business from you. Here we are. And I'm thinking, yeah, I must start on me. I actually did um, sound meditation all the way through my pregnancy with Bjorn. So I used to go to a guy. Did you? Um, yeah. And um, 
and I would sit with him and we would just go through these different sounds for the hour. And then he like I had all these kind of sheets that I used to meditate through. Like I would just do kind of like 10 days. Yeah. So like 10 minutes in the morning, maybe 10 minutes in the afternoon. Right. And sometimes I'd be sitting or before bed, sorry. And sometimes I'd be sitting on the edge of the bed, you know, doing my chants. And BJ would quite like it. He'd be like, oh, so <gasps> yes, on it. Um, that's amazing. And yes, I did do sound meditation. And he used to, you know, when we used to do it, you know, he used to sit there and I'd, I'd go to do something. He'd go, no, no, do it again. Do it again. You know, because he'd know that I wasn't either, you know, grounded. Wow, or that's ever. amazing. But yeah, so where do you then take that? So you, you, you've yeah. got the meditation piece, you've got the journaling piece. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, the chanting and the practice it just gives me a sense of faith, an underlying faith and hope in every single day. And I, I've always been a very blue, blue sky thinker. And like, there is literally no, like, there is no bounds, like has no limits, go for what you want. And I, I've always been like that. And I'm very, very grateful that I've, I've been able to sort of have that mentality because it's hard. It is hard. And actually, as you get yeah. older, I think it gets harder because it's definitely not like that yeah. on Sundays. My gosh. And that's why the chanting, I think, you know so powerful because it just brings me into that sense of like tranquility and faith and hope and love it just brings me back to the truth of everything and so that really is it and then and yeah and I you know I journaling is so powerful for me because I just sometimes need to get it out of my brain you know and you're just like I need this and and I love to share but I'm I'm very there's some work I've got to do and sort of like my I'm self-conscious of being a burden and like you know talking too much whatever so I I you know journaling's like free therapy honestly I just journal and I'm like oh it's out of my brain and yeah and then I I also have my own life coach because I thoroughly believe in practicing what you preach like you know if I'm going to be a coach I think I need and it's the same with PT and 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 coaching people in terms of like movement um so I have my own coach who holds me accountable and guides me through and remember and and to have I mean you know as well like we will as coaches will bang on the power of being, having a coach and you know we'll yeah. bang on about it to like end of day because it's just yeah. to yeah, have absolutely. a mentor and to have a coach and to have someone a neutral voice who can yeah. bring you back to what's real because mm-hmm. fear and doubt is not yeah. real is yeah. so important especially on those days when you just feel like I can't see the light like I know it's there but mm-hmm. I just can't see it like and so mm-hmm. that really helps me and yeah like I'm I think when you say vision board, like I don't, I've done a few vision boards and I freaking love, like enjoy the creativity of it. But I, I'm a big, big visual, visualizer in my mind. Like if I feel like I'm going for something, I really see myself in it. Like it's, I don't know. And I just see myself in it. And I, I practice like I'm almost there already in my mind, if that makes yeah. sense. And that's really yeah, powerful yeah, yeah. for me. And when I chant, I chant at that. Like it's like, I'm, I see yeah. in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna marry it. Like I'm, I'm literally like, yeah. yeah, cool, cool, cool. And the chanting thing again. I, I mean, I will bang on about it because I just, it's just unbelievable. And I'd really recommend anyone to try it actually, because mm. the power of sound vibration, as you were just saying with your sound meditation, I'm yeah. sure you felt it. Is like, yeah. we are energy. We are vibration. We vibrate every single mm. day. We are made of, you know, atoms, and we are, you know, we are what. I believe I'm going to be a bit like woo-woo here, but we are what are made yeah, of the stars are. Out, yeah. <laughs> we are. We are what stars are made out of. We are, yeah. we are yeah, matter, absolutely. you know? And, and yeah. there has to be something, there is something in making sound and that 
being around you and raising your life state and being and making you in a position where you just walk in what you want, where you want to be, how you want to, like who you are. Like it's just, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why, and, and I found that really with meditation. I love meditation, but it's just, mm. there's something about it which I think can go a step further. And that's where the chanting came in because I was like, making sound makes me feel like I connect with everything around me. So yeah, for the vibration. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely yeah. recommend it. Like if you, like, you know. <laughs> So Do you, what, what, what about you like what's your sort of practice like wake up kids screaming in the face <laughs> but I kind of I guess woven in and out of different things over different times yeah. so I actually this is a big lol and you probably won't believe this but um, I did go on a silent meditation retreat did you for 10 days for Passioner, which you'd probably know of the Vipassana retreats they're kind of every, they, they sort of have them all over the world and I don't know if I do but I'll check it out okay, for sure they're, yeah they're just um, yeah they're just like a, med- a silent meditation retreat and you go there for 10 days and you are meditating for 11 hours a day oh my gosh so I did that and I actually did that at a time where I was just like oh I just don't know what I want I feel so lost I need I need something yeah and so I did that then wow and it was really it was really good lots once you do it you can then go back and sort of do four day like top-ups right but I never sort of I thought was really good and I never sort of felt like I needed to go like every year now I say that (laughs) but actually I probably could do go back to be honest. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, for a little four day top up. Yeah, but, man. So I did. I did that, but I lived in Japan for um, a year when I finished uni, and I taught English there. And oh I lived in this gosh. tiny little um, fishing village in a place called Fukushima. And then I used to meditate every morning. Just I'd just sit on the edge of my bed before I went to teach, and I, it was just like literally. Breathing, you know, and be. that was that was because I I knew that you know I could feel myself you know later on in the day I could feel kind of stress rising in myself rather than being unaware of it. Yes, you know, so when you kind of don't have that practice, you you're stressed and you don't realize it. But I could actually feel it. Yes, and sense it. Okay, you know, you're getting stressed now. Just breathe. Just calm down. Brings awareness so, to you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that, and then um, so I've kind of dabbled in different things. Obviously, I did the breathing, med- uh, the sound meditation when I was pregnant with Bjorn. I didn't meditate hardly at all when I was pregnant with Max. I just felt like I even tried like guided ones, and I, and I just I think I did a lot when I was pregnant with him. Mm, okay, so yeah, yeah, I just kind of was like in my head, I was like, you know, this isn't kind of you know meditation isn't working for me. Journaling is is something that and I absolutely hear you like getting a problem out of your head and onto paper or if something you know if I was worried about something I would just start writing yes and four or five six seven pages later I'm like oh yes okay cool and you've almost like solved the problem for yourself just through you know writing now I haven't I haven't kind of journaled in that way in a long time like just writing page after page after pages but probably the last time I did that was actually probably before Bjorn was born actually and then obviously I would have done the meditation after that but now I have just been I've just been introduced to the five minute journal by a lady called Emma Hackett who's a performance coach wow and just like a page a day and it's just at the start of the day you write three things that you're grateful for Mm. you write um what what were the other things 
three things that would make the day great. Yeah. And then you'd write your affirmations for the day. Yeah. And then there's a second, there's like, a, it's like a, it's um, colored darker on the page of the second one where, of the lower half of the page, sorry, where you then write, you know, what was amazing or what went well today. Right. And then the final piece is, you know, what would you change about today? And there's, there's something called a, a four-question review, which I've done for a long time, yeah. which is just what went well. Do, do, yeah, what yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, Emma has the same, but it's just a bit more whittled down. So it's it's what went well, what would you do differently, what are you going to do next time? Yeah. And actually, I almost like the kind of three-question version better. Mm. So I, I'm doing that at the start and the end of each day. That's perfect. Um, I'm very aware at the moment we are still in the middle of a pandemic. I have had the loss of my father and a lot is going on. So yeah. I'm, I'm really like, you know, just to be mindful of that, yeah. Jocelyn, because I'm a, I'm a doer. I'm a keep myself busy type person. I've definitely slowed down to a degree, which has been nice, but I'm very aware that we're in the middle of a stressful a stressful time right now yeah um even though for me it's been nice spending more time with the kids having you know bj not have to leave in the morning super early but that also i don't want just getting on with it to come back and haunt me in a year's time absolutely and have some sort of breakdown do you know what i mean yeah like, we we've been i mean i'm so sorry to hear about your father i really am oh, no. um i really am and you know that on top of a pandemic I mean as a result of that and then on top of collective grief of George Floyd and you know Breonna Taylor and and all of that racism coming to the surface because it's something you connect with it's something you've experienced like you know it's it's it is a lot Mm. like emotional physical like it, it manifests in all different ways yeah and I do actually see so she's a sound healer. She's oh my amazing. gosh! Unbelievable. See oh. sound, sound. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's so damn busy right now. So I was actually, you know, again, I was kind of often with my kind of healing work. I suppose I often, you know, I'll do as much as I can myself, but I'll often offer it up to other people. So there's a practice of EFT which I do as well, which is yeah. freedom. Yes, um, I love. And then Josie, she's she's this amazing healer I started seeing her about six months ago okay and you, you know again because I'm very aware I'm a doer I keep myself busy did mm. and I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let someone else just like lay their healing hands on me and and she, she girl is just, you gotta need that yeah 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 you know she is just such a light honestly she's amazing so I you know again being mindful of everything that's happened yeah and I did have one session with her in like, it was like a distant, you know, kind of over Zoom lol yeah. session with her, you know, at the start of lockdown. And then she's so busy, she just gets booked up. So I did message her and I said, you know, can you put me on your way to this? But I'm, I'm very aware that, you know, I need to kind of get back on that like weekly sessions of, because however I, you know, again, it's kind of like, well, you know, you're doing all of this stuff. Like obviously you've got the boys. Yeah. And, yeah, there's work stuff and all of that. And I feel like, you know, before, you know, my dad died, before Black Lives Matter was, yeah. was given you know, a megaphone, I was like, and I had said to people, 
you know, I feel like everything's fine, mm. you know, but I feel like I'm breath holding. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when everything goes, you know, again, whatever the new normal is, mm. I feel like then I'll exhale. Yeah. Like, so I was very I was mindful then that the situation was stressful. Yeah. And then, you know, my dad passed and, you know, and it's just, and so I'm aware that mm. my thinking was before those other two things happened. Yeah, that I'm undergoing a level of stress. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, you know, that's that's way deeper. Yeah, and that it's a, yes, it's, it's absolutely something that that I you know have to be you know incredibly mindful of. Yeah, so. well, it's that it's that yeah. self care thing again, though, isn't it? Like it's yeah. that that awareness. That's I think that's the big the, the big thing. Awareness of where your energy is, how you're feeling, and and you know what yeah. works for you, and making time for it. And yeah, yeah, totally. Like and whatever can bring you back to that awareness is yeah. power, you know. And as you said, like when you were meditating in Japan, which sounds incredible. <laughs> like I you, lived, I lived in this little mountainous village. It sounds it like the just- absolute dream. <laughs> At the top of one of the many mountains in my village, there was like an onsen, which is like a, a hot spring bath place, like an outdoor oh hot spring. Oh my bath. god! And I would go there every week. It was absolutely dreamy, and I'd go there every week. And so you absolutely have like, or certainly there, you absolutely where, where I was, and um, you'd absolutely have like the four seasons in Japan because it's like halfway up north. So in the winter, like it would snow. Oh my gosh! I would sit in the hot spring bath with the snow coming down like oh it was- my god that sounds literally <laughs> literally the absolute dream <laughs> oh my god to be in nature like that is like i, I just want to cry if you think about it i'm like <laughs> it was so good oh my god with you on that, i'll take it there because he's obsessed with you know samurai soldiers yeah. and so, um, so I, i've promised him that you know one day we'll go there just he and i and i think he'll he'll really like it but yeah, so I can't remember why why I was that. just saying the like just meditating brought you back to your awareness. You know, you could feel the yeah. anxiety, but you were like, I'm aware of it. I can feel it instead of. And it's like as I said, when I was driving that day, it was like I felt so out of control. So yeah, yes. it's just that awareness thing, isn't it? it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Kyla, I mean, <gasps> oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so funny because, the, you know, I always say to everyone, right, we'll try and keep it to 40 minutes. No, full well, it's going to be an hour. Um, but then sometimes you just find yourself just, you know, I remember um, so a, a call that I was on with um, another friend of mine, Laura, yeah. Faulkner, she's a phenomenal athlete. And there we were, just chilling back in the way. There's me opening up about stuff I'd never spoken about before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, I know. I'm so that makes me happy though, because like like it just it just flows, like we just flowed. Yeah. But yeah, I've just yeah. seen an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, how lovely, how lovely. Oh. And just hear everything and yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. And you know, who knows what is in the future, but I, I guess, you know, so much of that is, you know, one of those very things that meditation teaches you, which is, which is absolutely being present, trying to be as, as calm as you can be within that, because actually, again, we're, you know, everyone's under a level of stress at the moment that, you know, we didn't anticipate. Yeah. And you have to sort of do the best that you can in terms of looking after yourself to, 
to do the best that you can to to, to get through it. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like. But I cannot yeah. wait till we can, you know. Oh, I know. Me too. Have big hugs. And I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to hold you for an hour. No, literally. <laughs> chant. If you could just chant for me, that'd be really great. And I can just like really, I'll probably think of the last three months, I'll just really, I'll be like, don't let go. Honestly, honestly, I cannot wait for that hug. Like I genuinely can't. You know, we was just saying like, I feel like I know you, but then I'm like, oh, how many of us are? It's just crazy. Listening, <laughs> I have not met in real life. Like, we associated, you know, and even you know, you've done the mentorship, but we still haven't actually physically met. Literally, um, we're very close to that before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, totally were. So, uh, so yeah, but but yeah. absolute uh, huge, you know, respect for you and your work. So thank you so much for coming oh, on. Not at all. Day. thank you so so much for having me i'm very very grateful and you are a huge inspiration so just thank you thank you thank you it's really really an honor